When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Once again, you'll know it is not the voice of Boyd Hilton. He is, to quote, hosting a thing for BAFTA, which means you're with me, Josh. I am joined, however, by three tremendous guests. On my left is Gareth the Bear Parker. Evening. We will talk about your tattoos, no doubt, at some point. We may even have time for some Arsenal discussion. With my body art. Um, Body art, not I think obsessed is possibly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a canvas. Yeah. <laughs> obsessed is a stretch. Uh, we're also joined by the brilliant Luke Kempner. Hello. So, who, who was that, Luke? Who was, who was, was that? That was my uh, posh... 1930s gentleman. Yeah. 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 Hello. You know it. Good you know morning. It. And we, you two spent some time, Gareth and yeah, Luke, we're, at we're the Tottenham really game together. Now. Yeah. Really good friends. Yeah. We're not just good friends. Intimate, yeah. Intimate. I, I, may, I may Gareth draw blood. Yeah. Well, we'll hear more about that <laughs> shortly. Um, if ever there was a reason to keep listening, it's to find out why was Gareth bleeding in Luke's presence. <laughs> Um, and we are also joined by debutant on the podcast. I was on his podcast recently. It's Jordan Jarrett Bryan. Now, Jordan, we introduce, or Boyd likes to introduce by quoting people's Twitter biographies oh at them and then asking for some elaboration. So I will do the same. It says under you, and you are at underscore Jordan J. Bryan. So you've gone for underscore immediately. It's unusual. A lot of people like me, I go Josh underscore Landy. You've just gone right out there and gone underscore Jordan J. Bryan. You've Original. gone C4 Sports Reporter at Premier League Kizomba. Hungary, Arsenal, Brixton, Said, at WizKids, at Mintridge Events Ambassador, host at FFP underscore 11, at, and at Pyro Radio Beats and Balls. So, There's I mean, we've there, got 35 there? minutes or so left. So if you just want Which to run us through. To elaborate on? Yeah, Jordan, <laughs> tell, tell, us, tell, us, tell us, give us a little bit of background on that. Well, Beats and Balls is a show that I'm heading, that I host on a station called Pyro Radio, yeah. which is actually in about an hour and a half. So when I leave you guys, I'm hosting a show there. The idea of the show is we talk football and we get footballers and football people on and we get them to bring their five favourite tunes of all time and we break up all the football talk with music talk so it just kind of puts 
footballers and football people in a different perspective and rather than asking the same old boring questions they, they you've had Pat Nevin on right Pat Nevin is always people what people cut to when talking about because he's like he's a renowned, he's renowned he a massive new, yeah, new music, yeah? music. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the sort of people that we you know that we yeah. want to get on because they're, they're the bored of us and been asked about Chelsea and Arsenal so let's you know something different so that's that's beats and balls yeah um, Kizomba is a dance that I do. I'm better than Shakira. It's a Latin American slash Angolan dance. It's a right. genre of music as well, but it's a dance that I do and I love it. Um, Be- better than Shakira is already the. It's a high of bar, isn't it? I've set a very high it's bar. It's the title tonight. of this yeah. podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Irrelevant what we get into about Arsenal and United. Um, okay, hungry you've written. Is that just a general. I'm just. I'm always hungry. Right. I'm hungry when I'm eating. Okay. And your podcast is FFP. And I host a pod- podcast called the Football Fans Podcast as well, yes. Okay, and is it Shardae or Say? It's Sh- it's uh, uh, Shardae, yes, the yeah. famous singer, yeah. yeah. Okay. My favourite singer, I love her. Okay, cool. That, I have nothing after that. I was just thinking <laughs> question. Not a good um, <laughs> But before we go any further, we better tell you about our sponsor. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Hello. Uh, Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrooks, I must say. Uh, sign up and deposit up to £50 at Ladbrooks. Uh, they'll put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets, yes. Uh, you can get this offer by following the link at uh, bet.arsenalpodcast.net. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, a bit of value there, something uh, Arsene is always renowned for. So uh, he, loves, he loves betting and he loves doing adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't What's see Arsene one? do a lot. Have you seen the one with the knitting? Oh, the knitting? Christmas jumper. Oh, yeah. 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 What's well, an advert? Well, it's an yeah. advert for the... Uh, the I is love it that he does that. Right? Right? Foundation well, you yeah, should yeah. know about this. Yeah, no I should doubt. know about it because we benefit Gareth, from that. Yeah. We are one of their charity partners. So, yeah. Um, Are you benefiting? If we buy a jumper... Actually, that reminds me. I can't do it now because I've been walking away from... I have a present for you. You got me a present once before. Do you remember what you got me a Bradford City toothbrush. You got me mate. a Bradford City toothbrush <laughs> for my birthday. Oh, yeah. one. <laughs> Genuinely, I, the I, most random gift I've ever received. I, um, it wasn't at all that I'd meetings with Bradford City that day. and realised it was his birthday, and, I was <laughs> <laughs> and then did thing. I could get something really meaningful, or I could get him a fucking toothbrush. Right, um, did you use it? I did use it. It was yeah. because I have Where an electric toothbrush that I would use regularly, but it's a very good one to, to take travel. away yeah. and travel. I mean, always use and brush. a conversation starter, which you will start conversations whilst brushing your teeth. Bit of what with people. <laughs> Was it? I thought a bit of bantam's banter. Oh. From you, from you yeah, um, that's exactly right. What before is. we go further, let's hear this blood story because the two of you went together to the North London derby, mm-hmm. one of the most uh, successful moments of the season so far. But not for you because you were well. No, were I pain. mean, I, I still am slightly in pain. But um, yeah, there was there was a chance I was actually running a half marathon the next day and did it, but genuinely was slightly um, hampered by. No, I, I think it was. I think it was the first goal um, and. Yeah, Luke came with me, um, my friends, my brother. Um, there was euphoria. There was uh, a lot of physical contact. Oh, it's wonderful. A lot yeah, of men kissing. Lot Great. Of, it was. And then I somehow found myself contorted, twisted, under... Um, and thank God it wasn't the other way around, otherwise I might have broken Luke's leg. But yeah, Luke was lying on top of me. I was kind of twisted underneath the chair and managed to... I mean, often people complain that the seats at the Emirates are too comfy, too padded, but yeah. I can verify that they are sharp enough to draw blood just under your knee and did you manage to do the marathon the half yeah marathon i did the next i did day? but a, a good four minutes off my pb which i think i can put entirely down to that <laughs> you take that though, were you yeah. were you aware he was in pain <laughs> yeah. you thought he was like sort of nah, celebrating I don't care about that we just won one and up <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's one nil. Uh, to be fair i wasn't complaining that much no. about it it was more i thought you like said the, you pulled the, the, your hamstring um, that <laughs> he was just trying to get subbed off whatever yeah, it was yeah, 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 yeah. I'm done yeah. 
It was, it was a Mike moment. It was, it, was, it was a moment. Yeah, well, that, yeah, can you ever? Oh, I like that. <laughs> can you? Yeah, he, he pulls Richard's like from shame. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. Well, look, we'll get on to it. So, Jordan, we should say you're, you're also um, not on your bio, is that you're an Arsenal season ticket holder? Is that right? I, I'm not. Are you I'm, not? I'm but you were there the on press. Saturday. I was there on Saturday. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm cheating. I'm a member of the press, so I kind of get to go um, just via work. So, I'm a little bit of a. Fake, real. Does that mean you get to get all the like nice food that Arsenal provide? Yes, and it's very, very nice. I must. I'm not going to lie. The food that Arsenal provide is very, very nice. It's known as like the best food in the. the Well, apparently we're second behind Chelsea. Apparently, I've not been to Chelsea. There must be an award. They they do. It's it's weird stuff, but Arsenal can tell you is. What did you? What was it this weekend? This week it was a mixture of fancy lasagnas, salmon, salad. Synonymous with Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. It's very nice. Oh, and tarts for dessert. And so you were watching from the press box. I did, yes. Right, decent view. Yeah. Um, uh, I made the mistake of I wasn't actually working there. I just went in there because I had a day off, and I made the mistake of um, jumping up and shouting when Arsenal scored, which in the press box is kind of frowned upon for right. obvious yeah, reasons, right. and yelping when De Gea made that double save like a little schoolgirl. Um, again, not yeah. very. Um, well received so basically you had your accreditation taken off you <laughs> yeah, on your yeah. way out they've banned me now it was like you, you've, you've left on the on the night of a 3-1 defeat yes. um, well let, let's talk about it in more detail because I, I think it comes down to it. was it Jose Mourinho being some sort of genius in the way he approached us or just our inability to score goals which is the reason for our defeat Gareth because it, it seemed to split opinion I even amongst my friends I had friends who were just I think you know, incredulous at our, our defending and the others going, do you know what? We had 30-odd shots on goal. Another day they go in and we managed to come back even after messing around in the first 10 minutes. I think um, probably Mourinho is anyone with thick enough skin that could take credit for that. Um, uh, and a, a sort of a brass neck. I think, it, yeah, we, we did carve them open time and time and time again. And were it not for... I, I mean, I've seen some very, very good goalkeeping performances against us. Were it not for a phenomenal performance from De Gea, yeah, it would have been different. However, I, f- I forget who said this, so I, I can't give credit for, for, for where the, the quote comes from. It was it was journalist said that he'd never seen a team um, sort of find every way to let the opposition score, yet also find every way not to score mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what it felt like. I think that they didn't have to work. Yes, Martial's touch was lovely, um, and, and Pogba made Kashani look like a, a a tiny five-year-old boy, um, which again we'll get back to that. I think I I don't know why Kashani played midweek. I think he actually looked um, off the pace mm-hmm. at points, mm-hmm. which which I think we we would have beaten Huddersfield without Kashani mm-hmm. in the side. So that seemed like a, we we did for ourselves before the game even started. But yeah, there were three soft goals, and and that's being being kind. And then there was just some phenomenal bad luck bad decision making I think um, Lacazette was good but had he squared the ball to a Wobie first half um, yep. not so no sorry not yeah was first half yeah it was I, first half when, yeah. it, when then it hit the bar it hit the, the bar yeah. and then came down and Jack um, that, that would have been um, I think even with De Gea's form a guaranteed tap in there, there were a few so I mean it was it was I can't remember that many goal and scrambles since primary school yeah. like it was yeah. ridiculous yeah. Um, yet it didn't quite go for us. And yeah. I think that there were so many positives to take out of it, but the biggest thing of all was who else in the league? And maybe people would say, well, Liverpool, because they're renowned for this sort of like Keegan-esque um, attack rather than defend and shambolic in defence. But I can't remember Liverpool being as abject in mm. so many key moments. I think that was it. We lost the game. They didn't win the game. Mm. 75% possession, Luke, 33 shots, 16 shots on target, 12 corners. 
So is it bad there at the office or or just you know, you know, as Gareth was alluding there, that you know we we found a way to lose a game we should have won. I think you know if you think about like we've had so many um, times recently when we've lost like when we lost to Liverpool uh, and, and we've got hammered by teams and you come away really disappointed because you go oh you go oh god we've been absolutely hammered you can't in-, you know but this like yeah we lost but it's not the end of the world I think we played great I mean it's just a shame that we absolutely gave them a game like it was. Fucking Christmas. Were you not more disappointed? You were disappointed. I was gutted at the end of Saturday, not more so than I was against Liverpool mm-hmm. or, or City, because mm-hmm. I actually was like, we deserve. I was so angry and frustrated that we had somehow conspired to lose that game. And I think that that was it for me. Those moments mm-hmm. of quality were lacking. And maybe that was more disappointing for me mm-hmm. than had, had we been limp. What, what did you think, Jordan? Because I'm actually more in Luke's count. I didn't come away feeling totally deflated. I thought we'd given the game up kind of next to, in the first 10 minutes and we were very good for most of the next 80. And on another day, we do better and it, it, we weren't hammered and there were sort of positives to take. And if mm-hmm. we can have 75% possession, have all those shots. I think our expected goals, I'm not the, you know, hugely into these stats, right? <laughs> but our extended goals, you know, you have to, you know, XG five, five, right? Five, yeah. So, yeah. yes, XG, I know yeah. you're very into your FIFA. <laughs> um, XG's, mate. XG was five, so there is something the about that. You look at those chances that we've had, that one, right, right. the opportunities we should have scored. So yeah. were you more in the sort of Gareth camp of feeling deflated or positive I elements in, to take? I was in neither camp. I was oh. ne- neither deflated or, or angry because... You were being ejected from the stadium. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I was being carted <laughs> up. Yeah, take my dessert. Because... I wasn't overly surprised. I think this is what Arsenal do. Arsenal are the only team that can have that many shots on target. Do you know what I mean? And and, and still managed to only score one goal. I, I left the stadium feeling quite weird. I don't know if I felt angry, deflated, we were unlucky. I just met, left feeling, I've seen that happen before. By Arsenal, mm. it's very, very Arsenal to give the give the game away so early. This we're the only team that can kind of fail in such a gallant and exciting way. But I don't really care about that. And also, Arsenal fans saying, "Oh, we were unlucky." Um, End of the day, we lost the game, and we lost the game because we gave one of the best teams in the league a really strong head start. Bad finishing for me is not bad luck. It's no. bad finishing. Mm. The fact that you had so many shots on target and only scored one goal says more about you than De Gea, as far as I'm concerned. Do you know what I mean? Yes, he was phenomenal. He, we were there and I love David De Gea and I'm still gutted he's at United because he's like a one-man defence on his own. But I'm sorry, if any professional team has that many shots on target and can only score one goal, it says more about yeah. you than it does about the goalkeeper. There was a, in, in there was a, there was a brilliant... Um, I think, again, it was on Twitter, but it got reported back to me from a friend of mine, Alex Netherton, who said, like, it's in the rules to have a really good goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah you're yeah. allowed to have a good keeper. Yeah, like, yeah, like, don't know if you knew this, like, but... It, yeah. And that, that's it for me. Like, yes, it was frustrating. Their first goal, I don't believe he would have let in. And it's, it's it, those, yeah, those, those, those fine lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you to a point about profligacy because there was an element of that that was bad decision making his double save could Sanchez have lifted it could have been clever all these little fine margins and it was fine margins mm-hmm. but yeah I, I mean god I got home I dropped my brother off and I told my 69 year old mother to fuck off when she when she started it was the wrong time it was too early <laughs> is there a right it time too, yeah, it was too early. but she was going oh I said about bad decisions and we're trying to unpicking it a little bit was it a penalty and we'll get onto that I'm sure and mm. my dad who was a Sunderland fan who's very neutral was going absolutely was a penalty his leg was swept yeah, almost two, oh, two, yeah. two, two just yeah. and, and, and then my mum and I went and then there was that time when we could have and a woe be and my mum oh, we'd have missed anyway and I was like oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> 
That was not helpful. I wasn't. And then I actually texted her later, I'm sorry, but it was too soon. That was still wrong. But that was so, so angry. And I think some of it was being slightly wronged. I think there was that feeling of injustice as well. And wronged in the grander scheme of like sort of the macro, yes, we play brilliantly. How could we lose that game? And then the micro, those penalties, particularly the Welbeck one for me, which was I'm down the other end of the ground and I can see the leg, I can see the sweep, and I can see it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was just expecting, I'm like, yeah. oh, we got, yeah. oh. And there were five minutes to go after that and before we have injury time. It really, you know, because when it was 2 1, we re- that's what was so frustrating about that third goal, yeah. which was all Koscielny. And, and, and I, sorry, I called it. I was sat next to another journalist and I said that during that 15 minute period where we were battering them, we were mm-hmm. killing them, I said to the guy next to me, if we don't score in this period, mm-hmm. we're going to regret it. And yeah. as I was saying it, I swear on my life, they were breaking down the side. Yeah. and he scored the third you and see, I just laughed you, you say it was all Koscielny yeah, I don't think it was it's not no. because Monreal can take some blame because he gets so close to Lukaku when he is with respect looking at the two physical entities of <laughs> Nacho Monreal and Roman Lukaku the ball is coming into Lukaku's feet good luck Nacho trying to win the ball there and not only trying to win it but committing yourself so that he can spin behind you and then you're exposed and then Granit Xhaka who I would yeah. like to come on to there is oh, one player I in the box too. you've got a vague idea keep, keep an eye on him and we may not concede that goal certainly mm. not as easily as we yeah, do we made it easy for them we made it easy for them and um, yeah I'll, I'll let you go on to the Xhaka thing because I think I've repeated it ad infinitum about I think he's a great player but he needs to play in the right system we're not playing in that system and therefore he's exposed and you talk about the physicality thing and that was the thing when, when the team's lined up I looked at United and we've heard it so many times this season about City are kind of the Arsenal of the late 90s early noughties but it's flair and, but they're a small team mm-hmm. although we weren't a small team but they're, 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 they're the silky smooth and, and United are this machine this this brutish like group of huge men and I thought, I thought Jesus they are mm-hmm. but they didn't outmuscle us we actually were strong we were Yet in those key moments, we were so weak and so naive. And it wasn't Mourinho's masterclass at all. It was down to so many different factors. But I do think that, I still think it, and I think actually the first two goals came from it, were... I don't quite know how this system works. I still don't know no, how it I works. Don't. I don't think it does work. It doesn't work. Sometimes when we're on the front foot, it's great and we're going at them. And actually, they came to counterattack. So our selection was fine for that because they were, they were springing against us. They weren't going to dominate. But one of the reasons is, if you watch back, I think it's the first, it might be the second goal. God, both of us frustrating each other. Where Xhaka and Ramsey are, there's no one in the middle of the park. Mm. There's literally no one there to pass to from a centre-back. Now, yes, you can you can argue that Mustafi shouldn't have taken that much time. Koscielny sure as shit shouldn't have played a blind ball straight across. Kalasinac shouldn't have half gone, then stopped, and then completely stopped. Yeah. But the midfield midfield also need to take some responsibility to being available. And they weren't. And yet, Ramsey was brilliant going forward. And I think it was one of his best games in a long time on the front foot. Mm. Yet still, we are not able to be savvy enough to fill that midfield with bodies. What do you think? Played the same 11 at Huddersfield and against Man United. I was surprised. I thought on the podcast, I said last week, I expected the changes to come for Huddersfield and then bring people back. And yet, I, my friends I was with on, on, you know, at the game on Saturday completely roughed me and said, no, the team has been playing very well, keep them going, then only having to play the Premier League games because it's completely another team. So therefore, why should there be any changes? But the one thing about us now is we are entirely predictable because you know what 11 are going to play 
and you know roughly what system and, and unfortunately it, it didn't work Saturday and certainly that first 15 minutes the game was over Well the reason why I disagree with <clears throat> making the changes in the midweek for the United game was I'm just not personally a fan of making changes for the game after the next I'm very much especially at Arsenal focus on this game the next the biggest game is the next game. If you start thinking about the United game and playing the team for that game, you take your after the ball of the Huddersfield game and that's when we normally lose because we start getting ahead of ourselves. Get the Huddersfield win. Worst case, take off players after an hour. But get the win first and then make changes because the worst thing would have been if we'd have lost that game against Huddersfield going into the United game and lose that as well. Then you've lost two games on, on the bounce. But it's a, the biggest it's a squad, game should be... It's a squad be, game now though and we're not playing with a squad We properly. haven't got we're a very good squad so squads. play your best 11. You know, but, I think, but, but I think it's certain players though because there's Koscielny that really can't play three games yeah. in a week. Mm. And if you look at the three games that we had, we knew Burnley was going to be a tough game and we knew United was going to be a tough game. And I know what you're saying because mm. we can be really complacent like thinking back to Watford last season. Mm. Yeah. But in that situation, it's like, why can't Rob Holding go, go in and play? Or Mertesacker, bring in or some Mertesacker. experience. Or mm. You know, like, he's, he's been, he was playing games when Koscielny was out. And I just think that Koscielny is, is our best central defender. But if we lost that game in the 89th minute due to someone scoring a header... I don't think you could have blamed that. I don't think you could have blamed that. someone would have found, someone would have found an excuse or a reason to yeah. burn. But then at the same time, absence. you've got to have enough faith, and you say we haven't got a very good squad. I think actually, what, what is odd is we have two squads, yeah. we have two teams, we have this sort of sec- clear second string. And actually, do you know what I say? Clear second string. And God, I knew I'd find a way of shoehorning Giroud into this conversation somehow. <laughs> but he is an international striker he is really 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 good like he ca- he can play first team for Arsenal he can score twice yeah, yeah. we have some god I mean Theo has been reported missing somewhere but that we have this squad where there are there is talent and I agree the Rob Holding and Mertesacker this, these are good yeah, players and actually it's not taking Huddersfield lightly. In, if anything, it should be let someone earn their chance to get a bit more game time against the bigger boys, which is sometains in the Europa League where they've let themselves down. Yeah, it's yeah, been like yeah, yeah. let Wilshire have a run out against Huddersfield. Well, this, like, this is the thing. You, you would argue that the second team is there to give people an opportunity to break into you know the first team at the moment. I know it's not literally a second and a first team, but no one is effectively graduated. No, no mm. one. Like Jack Wilshire yet to start a Premier League game. Well, Theo Walcott. You know, we'll come on to him, but yet to start a Premier League game. But, but so, I think if they'd have played better in those second two Europa League games, yeah. I think they would be pushing more. But they've been so, those mm, performances have been, been so poor. abject. And yeah. I suppose that maybe it's because it feels like a second string competition in general. Mm. But, you know, I think if I'm one of those players, I'm going, I'll be screaming at my teammates going, come on, this is our chance to show what we can do against, you know, not very good opposition. Right. We will come back and discuss this more and further topics, including Theo Walcott's possible impending departure after this short break. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we are back from the break. Now, before we went, you were just alluding there to the performances in the Europa League, Luke, not being of a certain level where people could genuinely graduate into the into the first team, into that Premier League team. Now, is there an argument, you know, the, the one that seems to confuse most people is Wilshire. I, I, I would say because it seemed like a perfect opportunity last Wednesday against Huddersfield or even, you know, possibly to play a back four against Manchester United, put an extra man in midfield, maybe take Kalazanac out the team, you know, do something a, a little bit different, certainly to find a space for him. And yet, you know, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. It's, it's December 
and this is a guy who, mm. you know, is six months away from being, you know, at the end of his contract, seems nowhere near the England set up at the moment in a World Cup year. It's it's a confusing sort of situation. I, I don't know where we go from here with Jack. Like, is he going to get an opportunity, or, or how badly does Jack have to play to give anyone else an opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I don't quite buy into the cult of Jack so much. Like, it's always funny as, as soon as he warms up. There's huge excitement because um, he once got pissed and told Tottenham to fuck mm. off. Um, he's a very very talented player. We've all done that, <laughs> but. Um, and he's more than that before people start pillaring me for, for that view. He, he, is a, he is a talented player. Um, I think that I've seen flashes of what was the old Jack, the Jack that we thought could go on to be one of the greatest players in Arsenal's history. There has been flashes of it. It hasn't been consistent enough. Um, I do, however, believe against certain opposition, he would be of the requisite level to play. Um, I don't think he's a Jack of substitute. I, the problem is, and you talk about adding more men to midfield. I can remember when the City team was announced when we didn't realise Coquelin was about to play centre-back and Gary Neville commended Wenger on his thought about, actually, this is a good idea because he's going to play him in... Oh. Um, But that's sometimes it. We don't have players of the requisite quality in certain positions. So we're kind of shoehorning in because actually to get the best forward three, we've got to play with the back... I think you met the Kolasinac point, and now I like him. He's already almost achieving cult status for looking like a bouncer uh, and acting like one on occasion, but also having the turning circle of one. And that's not been over the course of the season. Either he's tired, he's lacking form, he's injured, I don't know. But because we've committed to this system mm. and because Monreal is that left-sided centre-back and because we can't add... And that makes no sense. So it was an opportunity, maybe not against Huddersfield, but it's certainly been in Europa or in the League Cup, which I've... Carabao? Anyway, whatever that is. Play a different system. Mm. Let's see, let's work out, maybe it's not just about players, it's about systems, because we're... But then what do you think will happen, Jordan, Thursday? Because, you know, we we play in what possibly will be the lowest attendance ever at the Emirates, Mm -hmm. because they're saying 50,000 tickets is off for this game against Bartow Borisov. Um... I have struggled good to luck, give away my tickets, one. quite frankly. <laughs> I haven't offered quite literally everyone I know my tickets. I'm, I'm going away tomorrow, so I won't be around for, for Thursday. But I don't even know what, what, what sort of team do you want to even see? Do you want a new system or is this a game for literally the kids, never mind the second, second 11 to play? I, I think it's a game for the kids. Um, I think it's very much so what game for Arsenal fans because we've, we've qualified, we're, we're, we're good, top, we're, we're yeah. top of the group. You want to just basically protect the handful of players that you do want to play in your, in your next important game. Um, I'd like to see Jack Wilshire play. I totally agree. I'm not the biggest Jack Wilshire fan. I don't buy into this, this, this fanboy love for Jack Wilshire that many Arsenal fans do and I also don't see these great performances this season that other fellow Arsenal fans tell me he's put in Uh, he's been good he's been okay but the way that people talk about Jack Wilsh is like he's been brilliant in these games he's been very good and I think he should play only because Jack has been bad not because Wilsh has been really really good Hmm. I'd put him in just because I think Jack has been so poor but I I suppose the comment Luke was alluding to earlier is like can you judge someone in an environment which isn't the first pre- first team in the Premier League, yes. it's a different environment. They're going to be less inspired. The crowd are less up for it. So, you know, let let Jack loose on a Premier League game, and then we'll really get no, a better idea. I think idea. you can judge them in that situation because I think if they're playing in a reserve game, um, they're, they're, and Arsene Wenger's there to watch, you know, that then then that is your opportunity to show what you can do, and they're getting an even better opportunity in an actual a competitive match. So, you know, and I remember when we used to have those um, Carling Cup teams mm-hmm. and those games were brilliant because mm-hmm. you were mm-hmm. watching a load of players that just that wanted to play well, wanted to show what they could do. And yeah. that's the key. I think the 
back then we had standards and we had people that wanted to be in the first team and wanted to achieve. I think we're falling into this 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 position now whereby players are getting away with having to put in half-assed half performances because there's a real softness at Arsenal at the moment. Yeah. And that goes back to the weekend game. I don't know any other top team that has that many chances and didn't take them or creates that many mistakes defensively and gets and, and it's fine, they play again. Any other top team doesn't make that many mistakes and misses that many chances because there's consequences. Is, yeah, is there, I, Arsenal, I, I, there's I, no I consequences. I understand the argument to say, look, you know, maybe other teams, there's, there's less pressure coming from the bench and therefore players can make, you know, get away with mistakes they won't necessarily be replaced and out of the team. But is there an argument of over-exaggerating the issue? Defensively, we've been quite good of late. We were on the run of 12 home victories in a row. Mustafi's record had been incredible, something like letting in two goals in 10 or 11 matches. So, you know, can you put it down to a blip or you think it's something bigger than that, Gareth? I mean, without sounding like a sort of a doom monger, I mean, that was the thing. It was interesting. Obviously, we talked about the Spurs game earlier on and I got certain pelters from certain people because before that game, I was having lots of conversations with people saying... I think Spurs are in a better position than us as a, as, a, as, a, as a club, as a team, infrastructure, everything. And then now people are going, oh, look at them sixth. And I'm like, there is such, it's about margins. And also it's the, what the, narrative, the narrative will fit as you want it to. So at the, at the moment, before last week, oh, look, three wins on the map. We're doing really well. We're, do you know what? There are, there are times, and it's those fine margins, we don't score that late goal against Burnley and it's not quite as good. We... And I've and Mustafi has not dived in as much as he used to do, but is still doing so. But actually, the three-man defence allows him to be a bit more dynamic, make those sort of commitments to the ball, and then he'll have two people behind him. But then it's a bad discipline. I completely agree with you about the comfort culture because you have players putting in, and I'm gonna. I'm, I know Sanchez, I think, was responsible for six of our 35 chances, created more chances individually than anywhere else. Um, when players are being hooked, also, it was so naive to just throw on as many yeah. attacking mm. options. Away each other, because yeah. actually, they were completely mm. getting in, in each other's way, it's and there was no cohesion at mm-hmm. all. And But then, so if Sanchez is going to... And he got Huffy off when he got something against Huddersfield. But mm. actually, he had started... For his, his, it, and actually, Lindelof had played quite well against him. So let's try something slightly different. But no, because he's got to play because yeah. that's who he is. Mm-hmm. It, so, it beggars belief for yeah, me. I mean, at, at the end of the game, you're right. I mean, we've moved on from the United game, but we had Czech Koscielny, Monreal Bellerin, and then it was Iwobi, Ramsey, Welbeck, Giroud, Ozil, Sanchez, Lacazette. Mm. I, I actually thought when he brought on the first substitute in, in Giroud, that maybe would, again, be Wilshere just you know not literally throw on every single attacking force you had it it, it almost seemed to just you know was, yeah. was there a lack of creativity I don't know it, it, it didn't work did it but then again uh, you know maybe we got the penalty and, and maybe force a chance and just very quickly also I don't think the home record that we had was as amazing as, amazing as people make out as well how many teams that in, in that run were very good and we saw on Saturday okay, the, hang on the 12, 12 Premier League games is, is you know, it's, it's it's, Premier if, League. if it's Huddersfield Burnley Watford is it that Tottenham. impressive see Tottenham for me this could be controversial <laughs> but Tottenham for me is not a big game it's a very unique game I don't put Tottenham in the same bracket as Arsenal United Arsenal Most City people say they've got a better Tottenham. team than us that's the, you know, the theory it, doing it, the round it is but I don't, I don't think it's difficult to get up for a North London derby so it's, it's not it's a, it's a different it, kind of big game it's a very unique game for me I don't really the, class the, that the stats as, back you up in terms of the, the, the other teams against actually it's the top five now brilliantly I think Football 365 did this this week that it's always been the top six because Spurs have been a bit crap recently it kind of 
break the narrative a little bit, but like I think the last something like 40 games between the top five and anyone who's not in the top five are something like 40 victories. Okay. It's, it, it's, it's, it's huge. It's, I don't know what it's, but, but it is, it is literally, it's not even like draws, it's, it's wins because actually there is this disparity between the very, very top end mm. and the others. And, Actually, at home in particular, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. You, you look at United's record at home; it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's and and th- there will be times when you don't form. There will be times when you play a better team and you, and you don't win. So yes, it is good to win that many games. But if we're all being hand on heart honest, have we all sat there and gone, "Oh, we are, we are, we are a great side"? I thought we come very solid at home. You know, it was the victories were against West Ham, Leicester, Man United, Sunderland, Everton, Leicester, Bournemouth. West Brom, Brighton, Swansea, Tottenham, Huddersfield. I mean, it, I don't know what the odds would have been on winning those 12 successive games in the Premier League, but they would be very significant. I think any 12 games in the Premier League need some respect. And if you look at the amount of clean sheets that were going on there, I think it was five of the last six. You know, certainly they had that mad game against Leicester, and then we've had five clean sheets out of six up going into the United yeah, game. So I, I think like, it's better, like, give it a bit more respect. Than maybe Huddersfield haven't scored away from home since the first the game of the season. The attack that comes to the Emirates, we lose. Top, I, I'll just go on, Luke. Go on, Luke. Can I be a little bit more positive? Because <laughs> Please I'll do. be honest Please with you, sorry. I did come away from that United game, and I was I was really sad. And, and Ven- you could see how annoyed Wenger was. Like you know, he didn't come out and, and blame. I, I, I don't feel he came and blamed everyone else. I think he blamed the fact that we made the mistakes ourselves. And I think we've been playing really well recently. We played great against um, Tottenham. We, we we put in a really good performance against Burnley. I know it was, but they were they were hard to break down for yeah. a lot of teams in, in the league. And uh, they were you know didn't. Tottenham them draw with them at um and then we beat you know we beat Huddersfield 5 0 and we're playing well and I think like I never think we're, no one's gonna win the league apart from Man City. So yeah. it's like if yeah, we keep like, playing in those performances there's there's a good but, chance but of getting but, between third and fourth and is that a terrible season? So, so we could win the league. They're not this year's season, but I think we no, exactly. us, we tell ourselves now we can't win the league because City are so good. Well, why can't we be as good as City? Because they've why? got better players than so us. So why don't we get better players? Because they pay fifty million for each fullback. So then why don't we do that? Our club doesn't do it. But, but with, with City, so it's, it's, it's more than that. It's it's an ethos. It's an ideology. It's something that they've actually gone very specifically Guardiola built a built a whole way of Does playing a way around the club. And we go back to Spurs. Spurs had done that a few years ago, bringing in Pochettino, mm. making. Maybe overpaying, as people thought, for young English talent, but talent that wanted to progress, wanted to become better. I think, I've mentioned this here before, I think we have slipped into mercenary culture at the club, which is not a good thing. And mm. it's something which is pervades modern football and actually makes it harder to genuinely motivate someone who's in your team. I think that when you look at the league table, I'm surprised Spurs are below us, but also there are extenuating circumstances, I believe, with the Wembley thing. But... We're one of the, we're the fifth or sixth best team in the league, mm. and we're going to finish fifth or sixth. Yeah, top sixteen, and, and and I think that that's what upsets me more than anything. Yeah, we're decent, but we used to be really good, and we we were so close to being really good again. Mm. And I think we've missed a trick. Mm. I don't think that we're necessarily that far behind United. I don't think we're necessarily that far behind. Spurs. Well, we're in front of them in the league, but we'll see how it plays out. I don't think that Liverpool are that much better than us, no. but they're just that little bit better. I believe that. But yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a fan, not a shareholder. So I will go and support the team and want us to win and get upset when we don't and get exhilarated when we do. Bottom line being, I'm also a realist. And I don't go to the first game of the season thinking, we're going to win the league. Yeah, of course. Mm. And no, neither do I. But I, I look at how we've um, performed since the Liverpool game. And I feel like we've made big strides forward. And I know you can say, well, that's the same every season. And, you know, but like for me, my expectation is we won't win the league. So if we can get between second and fourth, I'll be really happy with that in the league. 
And is that a bad yeah. thing to, to be like that as an expectation as a, a fan? I think it's a thing that we kind of... But is like- it a sad... I, and I'm not one of these people that goes, oh, you know, oh, imagine being a Sunderland fan. Imagine being... Like, no, I, I know no, it's no, different. Yeah, it's different it's situations. Set. But I think we have to be a little bit real. Like, we're part of the top We're part of the top six. And if we get between second and fourth, that is a good season for us. And then we can move on the players that... that um, you know, are definitely going to leave and hopefully be able to convince yeah. the likes of Fakir and, and Zonzi to come to the club and, and then we go from there. It's I'm soulless. Totally with We've been good for 20 years. We've had quite a good start to the season. <clears throat> you know, the, the expectation, as, as you're right, we're saying in the, in the betting, I think we were six. I'm convinced we'll be better than the six. I still think we're going to get in the top four. And yes, missing a whole load of chances in a Man United man. We didn't win that game, but it didn't fill me with the idea. You know, go back to that Liverpool game you mentioned earlier in the season. We had no shots on target. Mm. I mean, it, it, I that feels few, like yeah. a lifetime ago I was now. Devastated. Yeah, that was like hor- most horrible feeling. I think I said it on here. The most horrible feeling mm. leaving a stadium. Didn't feel like that on Saturday. It felt like pff, you play that game again, you know, nine times out of ten, we take something but from the game. But isn't that more worrying that you've gone from Liverpool with no shots on target, no points, to United No, I don't, now, I disagree. To United now. No, you make enough million op- shots on target, no points. But yet we're happier. Well, of course, because statistically, the, the greater opportunities you create in a football match to score goals, the more yeah. goals you will score. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're, no f- we're still getting zero right, but you have, It's yeah, but a 38-game season, yeah. so if we do more games like we do against Man United than we do yeah. against Liverpool, we must score more goals. Josh, football is all about moments, and that's the thing, yeah. There's, there's big moments. I think we go back to the Spurs game. That's a brilliant moment, and you talk about Sunderland fan, this Aston Villa fan, but they also have moments, those fans. They have brilliant moments. They have cr- what I struggle with at Arsenal is not caring so much is actually and, and, and that comes from the team and, and seeing a team playing which doesn't get me as excited mm. so the Liverpool game was pretty crushing because it looked like they couldn't give a shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there was no cohesion there was nothing why, why the United game was better was because there was that hunger there was that desire yes there was the frustration and that's what got me angry about well how would we conspire to lose that game no Josh things aren't that bad Th- things could be a lot lot worse mm. but I just feel like there's something missing and that's what upset that's why I'm negative oh, about I'm it because I think that what's missing what I, I mean you possibly spoke about this last week but the idea of or we've, we've chatted about it a lot in the past about mm-hmm. a succession plan mm-hmm. something that's happening and it does seem at last as though yeah, there is yeah. a succession plan in place yeah. and it means that we can go okay stuff needs to change let's move out and do you know what Urza was was dreamy on on Saturday. He was he had a brilliant performance, and he made it kind of. It was almost like two fingers up to everyone, but at the same time, it's like oh, he's playing for his future apparently, mm-hmm. but not his future with mm-hmm. us. Um, let's move on the players that don't want to play for us. Let's bring in a manager. Let's let's get the scouting thing sorted. Let's get the fitness thing sorted. Let's get everything back to a place where we can be competitive. And there's going to be fallow years before that happens, and I'm aware of that. Right, I, w- I want to move on because we don't have too long left for this week's podcast. One of the weird situations at the club in, in the last month or so has been Theo Walcott. And the, the papers have been full of this over the last 24 hours about that, you know, his, his time at Arsenal is going to come to an end in this January transfer window. And we haven't seen him for a while. We're not entirely sure why he hasn't been sort of involved in either, even the, you know, the European League games. I think that he did travel to Germany for the Cologne game. So, and then wasn't involved. I think, I think that was right. But certainly I'll double check that looking at surprise face. There's been something clearly going on, but Sam Allardyce has obviously taken over at Everton. Is, seems genuinely interested and they're saying well 
one of Southampton or Everton look like the two places he can go. And it seems such a shame that this is going to be, you know, the end of what, 11, 12 years since he signed in 2006. But, but I was, I, I, I used to feel like it was a shame. Right. Where now he, he seems to be nowhere near the team. I don't know what's happened. You know, I think there was, there's, uh, I know other people have said that ever since that Palace game when he said that they wanted it more than us and Wenger really didn't like that sort of thing and he seems to have not got anywhere near the team since then. So like now he's not even on the bench and if he's not in well, maybe good for him. I mean, Go and move. It, I want him to play football. I used to love watching field Walker, and now I just sort of think, well, he's not an Arsenal player. That, I mean, there has been something about illness. I mean, this illness has been the reason that he's sort of missed games, it's, it's Three, suitably you know, vague. Weeks. Um, what, what do you think, Joe? You sort of do you look back with sort of disappointment, or you're like, Luke, you know what? No, nope, I say bye move bye. him on. Bye bye, Theo. I think if there's one player at Arsenal that embodies the last 10 years of our failure and all of our failings. Oh, it's the award. Wow. And that's very harsh, but I think he does. I don't think he's kicked on. I never thought he was amazing, an amazing talent when he started in the first place. I thought he had potential. He was obviously very quick, very direct and very, very sprightly. But I never, I, I remember never thinking this guy's going to be an absolute worldie in five, six years time. So I'm not shocked that he's not kicked on. Or he's not kicked on as much as I think anyone has thought, but I'd be happy to move him on. It's not worked out. As I agree. Go and play some football. He, when I look at Theo Walker, I see the last 10 years of Arsenal and it's not a good look. I see a player that's got comfortable, that's gone stale, that's not fulfilled. Um, and I just don't want to see his face anymore. Not because I've got anything personal against him. I just think that he embodies everything that is wrong with Arsenal. I think he's got a lovely little face. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I agree to a point with that. I think that when I saw him play, I thought, that's exciting. If he's coached, he could be a world beater. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's what's been missing. There's been no one either in a one-to-one capacity or in a general who, who's brought his talent on. And that does happen. And I think that often it's happenstance or a byproduct of our way of coaching, which is this creation of situations and the, how our players gel with each other. Um, it's not as scientific an approach as certain clubs. It's not as targeted as approach as Guardiola for example, who will spend hours and hours with individual players going over Mm -hmm. what they need to do, how they need to do it, Mm -hmm. and then pulling them up on it Mm -hmm. if they don't do it. And there are consequences. There are things. I agree with you about the comfort culture. Again, I know we've we've agreed from the start. Yet, I mean, I've done some work with Theo. I actually also think he's too intelligent to be a footballer. I think also Mm. he's too self-aware. I think he has fragility. I don't think he's strong enough mentally to have succeeded at the very top level or, or stupid enough to have done it like that. I think you require some sort of level of um, being a sociopath I think to be a truly mm. incredible footballer but um, he's still 28 there's time you know, well there's I think he'll, I go, think he'll go somewhere and he'll do pretty he'll do well. well isn't it I think he'll do brilliantly Everton yeah. I think he, he should have yeah. left three yeah. years ago not because I'm being really mean but I think three years ago it became evident that he wasn't going to make it at Arsenal so try somewhere else I think now He's at that Southampton level, whereas three years ago he might have got a Liverpool move. It doesn't. I mean, the problem is injuries. Presumably, you say three... got a Liverpool move, so he could still definitely get a Liverpool. Because he's three, four years younger than Theo. But it, it's an interesting <laughs> one because obviously, like, even if you look at the last two years, he played twenty-eight or played a part in twenty-eight of the thirty-eight Premier League games. That's very significant. Last to, year. Yeah, and he scored yeah, 20 last goals year. last year yeah. as well. 10 goals in the league and then the year before five in his yeah. 28 Premier League. That's a very significant contribution mm-hmm. to the first team in the Premier League. But this year, you know, three substitute appearances in the league, he's no starts, and, he, and he's seemingly sort of, you know, he's, he's, he's not hungry. And I just think that even when he plays yeah. now, you just look at him and think, 
you just don't really care anymore, do but you? But he started that first it's... Europa League game, he scored a couple of goals, didn't he? And he looked quite good in that game, didn't he? Scored two, I think, yeah. yeah so, I and, think... and then it's, it's been since, he's, uh, yeah, it's in these Europa League games where he's just shown nothing. I think there is a, the, the, the lack of hunger, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because off that word gets used a lot, you go, hang on a minute, how can someone that is a... <laughs> I take your point. I, but no, I, I, know, I, I know where you're coming from on that, because actually, when he's on his game, and I go back to the football's about moments, now, when he leaves, not if he leaves, when he leaves... Um, I will. I mean, say so I, I, I've I've been privileged enough to. He's a lovely guy. He's yeah, really, yeah, yeah. And like, he's given me some brilliant moments as a fan. Like, I mean, we were talking earlier on about like the the run against Liverpool in the Champions League when he yeah. said I've had a Um We were talking like he the Spurs. He's done some brilliant. He has. He's he has. and no footballer is brilliant every single game. However, I don't think anyone can go from nine out of ten to four out of ten mm. more than Theo. Yeah. And yet, it does seem that because of the face not fitting thing actually there is a consequence for him mm. he did speak out he did kind of embody everything that was wrong and therefore by sweeping him away in which case hopefully these new guys will, will be a bit more cutthroat and stuff like that go well actually you know what, if it doesn't work out then financially we need to move someone on yeah, we need yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah. they go to the right place we don't we're and not other naive clubs, mm-hmm. other clubs if you get players like Theo Walcott you know that's kind of the norm for them you know like someone like Diafra Sacco uh, at West Ham you know will have three or four games where he'll play great mm-hmm. and, you'll, and you know suddenly everyone will go why didn't we sign him why didn't we sign him and then mm-hmm. they don't do it for ten games mm-hmm. and that and that, that maybe Theo Walcott is at that level yeah, yeah. but we won't see those other guys we will only see the no, I speak to fans of other clubs and go, oh, he's a great player. I go, mate, you don't watch yeah, him every yeah. week. Like, like um, Samba, you know, Chris Samba, we were supposed to sign him for years. And then, <laughs> you know, then because he, he had two or three games where he plays well. Indeed. Um, anyway, let's um, let's briefly turn attention to the, the game at the weekend, which is a, a trip to Southampton. So it's a, a one that sort of yeah, raises the Theo Walcott um, <laughs> <laughs> memories, um, Walcott obviously, and, and Callum Chambers and Oxlade Chamberlain. <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> actually. <laughs> we yeah. thought, like, we, thought we were getting court, some great British. Oh, no, no, no. We thought we were doing so well out of all these talents and yeah, players, and yeah. then suddenly we got the wrong um, ones. <laughs> slightly less clear. Um, however, um, you know, a, a big opportunity to sort of bounce back, and that has been something that at least we we have shown you know signs of doing when we have had a bit of a setback. We've gone and won the next game, but um, what are your what are your thoughts? You going to this one, Gareth? You got time to your trip to the south coast? No, I'm not actually. Um, the, there was a chance that I was going to, but midday on a Sunday, uh, and I have my daughter on a Sunday. So as much as uh, little Grace is starting to love the Arsenal, I don't think she'll like a first thing in the morning trip down mm-hmm. to uh, Southampton no. to see a game which I think might be quite turgid. I don't think there'll be. Uh, th- they are. They're not as bad as their results have shown. I've watched a bit of Southampton. Um, they, they are another one actually talking about profligacy. I think they're creating more chances for not scoring than any other team. Yeah. They? So, uh, and maybe they'll take them against us. Let's hope not. I think that it will be a tough game. They're a decent side. They've got um, a very clear way of playing. What we need to do is be resolute, be keep it relatively simple. Yeah. And, and I think that, yeah, the quality should could should win out. And we, we should... I say should win. I, I mean, I, go on. What's the prediction? One all. One all. We should win. One all. Yeah. Um, I like it, Jordan. What do you think? We look at Southampton's results in the Premier League um, this season at home. So they played eight games. They've got three victories against West Ham, against West Brom, and against Everton. Uh, they've had uh, defeat at home to Watford, defeats to Man United and Burnley. And then also a draw against Newcastle, draw against Swansea on the opening teams, day. Basically. So, yeah. 
I don't know. You know, in the table at the moment, they're down in 11th, 17 points from 15. They're on a good run of form, though. The last three or four games, if I'm not mistaken, they've, didn't they draw the last and win the two before? Um, Beat Everton, I think. I think they they were in amazing form. I mean, they sort of got the they're draw against Bournemouth in there the other day. Apart from yeah, against lost to Man City, they, they beat Everton, lost away at Liverpool, lost at home to Southampton. Oh, yeah, they, they lost, yeah, it was 2-1, wasn't it, against City, where they played quite they played well. Yeah, they came close, yeah, yeah. as everyone seems to at the moment. I think, I th- I think we'll win. I think, we'll, I think we will win. Um, because I think it's what we... <laughs> 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 um, I think it's what Arsenal do. I think we go on these nice little runs, and I think we will go on another run now, and then we will come to another game that matters, another big game where we're tested, and we'll invariably fail, but I'm going to try and be positive. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think we will win, because... I think they'll be up for it. I think that Ozil, I'm not his biggest fan, but I think the last four or five games, he's been brilliant. And I think that it's no coincidence that he's looking for a contract. So I think that if only to get a good contract, we'll see some more performances from him. Um, Lacazette, I'm a big fan of. I think he'll do the job as well. I think that the, the defenders can't have a worse defensive performance mm. this weekend yeah. than he had They'll get it last right. week. That's what I'm saying so about what was the score prediction, Jordan? Yeah. yeah. I'm going 2-0. 2-0 and Luke um, well I uh, I think it'll probably be 3-1 um, I I really hope that they're not too deflated from that United game uh, and I hope they pick themselves up because I, I think we've got a good chance of getting in the top four this season and then we can rebuild for next season fine fantastic wow well neat way of finishing I deliberately wanted to end on Luke so there'd be some positivity <laughs> I too think we'll get a win I come on your podcast for the first time I just bring maudlin yeah yeah Sorry, yeah guys. that's why Josh gets me on 2-1 two, two I reckon we will, we will win down at Southampton and uh, hope look, hopefully the kids on Thursday will you know do, do the club proud that's going to be an awful might not even though. be kids <laughs> flipping heck that's going to um, be awful sorry yeah I mean if, if ever people don't get to games and want an opportunity yeah, I, suspect, go to go. I, suspect go. I can't night. believe you've not thanked me for your David Ospina picture yeah. oh gosh that's fine, sorry. That's fine, that's fine. <laughs> right Gareth about five minutes in handed me a a card that has statistics and information about David Ospina including the fact he was born in Medellin um, oh. in Colombia which of course is famous from Narcos Whoa. predominantly went there last year you went there last year yep. um, position apparently is a goalkeeper he joined Arsenal from Nice <laughs> he previously played for Atletico Nacional and Nice and made his debut against who? who do you think he made his debut against? What, for Arsenal? Gareth? yeah Leicester no it was in the League Cup Shrewsbury Walsall no, Southampton in a 2-1 home defeat. Mm, um, Brilliant. Thank you. Why do you have this, Gareth? I signed, um, because we did a, a media event with a club the other day uh, before the Huddersfield game and in their infinite wisdom, uh, which I'm sure had no correlation to why uh, no media turned up, uh, they got uh, probably the least inspiring uh, Arsenal first team member to come down and meet mm. with our players who quite brilliantly doesn't really speak English either. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. yeah you free. It was, it was, yeah. it was actually, it was, it was, you know, don't, get, was out, it? don't I mean, get out of bed for less than whatever. I, I genuinely pulled out of it. They asked me and I sent someone to my team. I'm like, I don't get out of bed oh, for David yeah. Ospina. <laughs> but um, if anyone from the club's listening, that's not what happened. So I genuinely <laughs> no, 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 wasn't yeah, 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 Hang no. on. Um, David but, Ospina, not, nice, you know, just because he doesn't speak English, I mean, he can't come no, and smile and be so I, felt, I, I, I felt for him because it wasn't quite... I, I got told a brilliant story at Man City when um, they did a media thing at a, at a school and, like, they got the kids all excited and they came through and I think it was at that point it might, I mean it, it's going back a few years but it was Scott Sinclair and they were ah oh, that's why it's like and then I think it was someone like and I don't know whether it, I know it was it was Richard Wright Richard Wright came in they were like 
Who are you, mate? Oh, Genuinely. Oh, and he apparently was sat on his own. It was a colouring in thing. He was just sat on his own colouring in. No <laughs> 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 was talking to him. So it wasn't quite as bad with he David. Was just excited but it was, I felt bad for him because our players was because it's the. Uh, the programme that we run with Arsenal in the community um, and they are doing brilliant work with us and it's it's a great thing to do and it's a great thing to celebrate but I did feel for David Ospina when he came in and our players were like I thought he said there's going to be some reason for us to come down I'm like oh, oh anyway but All he right. did set, give us lots of signed photos well I think and there, there, there might be there might, he... the pre-signed oh. there, there, might, there might be a couple of those um, more if people want them we've got a couple in the office well done to David on his his tremendous yeah. charitable intentions yeah. and, most people, and most people would be more grateful <laughs> for his time and I, I'm glad he doesn't speak English so he won't be listening and understanding <laughs> yeah, that's true. quite yeah. frankly well listen thank you so much Gareth it's been tremendous Josh. Jordan for making your debut here Thanks Luke as ever um, as I said I'm going away I'm missing the next three podcasts I'm back in mid-January but you have Alan Alger huh? taking my place for the next couple of weeks for alongside boys so um, <laughs> if ever you you know needed three weeks off the pod to just re recharge yourself <laughs> maybe make it the next three oh, in case you want that. no I'm joking we love we love Al <laughs> you will no doubt get statistics and negativity and a blue, yeah, and mean, a blue jumper of some sort <laughs> alright well listen um, fingers crossed for the games against Bartes Hampton and Boyd we'll see you next week this is a playback media production to listen to all our football podcasts visit playbackmedia.co.uk Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences you need Livingston Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.